Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Chat Fam. I'm Sam. I'm Mirza. <laughs> and welcome back, guys. Yay. Yay. Um, so just real quickly before we start with today's episode, um, don't forget to subscribe. Click on that like button, share with all your family and friends um, if you're on YouTube, but also check us out on our main um, podcast platforms, which is Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, um, getting right down to it, we have a special guest today. We have Dayan. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey, Dayan. Thank you Hello. so much for coming on. How are you feeling today? Thank- I'm good. Um, thank you for having me on as well. Uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's kind of like a little, a little privilege of sorts. Um, privilege. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's um, a privilege having you on. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh my god! And Dan's actually gone. Uh, just come back from a very long drive from Dubbo. Um, yes. You oh. checked out the Dubbo Zoo, was it? Yes, I went to the Dubbo Zoo and honestly, it was amazing. So it's basically Taronga Zoo in Sydney, but on steroids and <laughs> kind of, and also like you can actually do your own safari. So you get like a little golf cart and you make, you do your own safari around the whole zoo. It takes roughly about three hours to complete. And it's honestly the most amazing thing ever. Oh my God, <laughs> that's sick. That sounds so cool. Yeah. So Could you like feed animals and stuff as you were like going around? Um, you couldn't really feed them, but I think at certain times of the day, like, I think they allow guests to actually feed the animals, but usually it's only very selected though. It's not like, it's not every, not all the animals because some of the animals are really dangerous. So you probably yeah, don't want to be feeding them, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, true. It's like, here you go, lion. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's yeah. so cool. Um, maybe we should do a chat fam excursion to, uh, yeah, that sounds Dubbo's fun. <laughs> it's actually yeah. so time. fun, guys. I highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably be, um, us protecting Mirza, to be honest. What? How long was the drive down? <laughs> um, so... All in all up, it took us about almost five hours to get there. Um, but that was on the way there. Um, but today, as we were coming back, we kind of stopped off in other towns. So I've been driving since 10 a.m. 10 a. this morning, and I only just got back now. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. I'll be exhausted. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, all right, cool. Um, so as most of you guys would already know by now, well, um, those of you who are listening, um, or tuning in on YouTube, um, we are on the zoom platform, um, since, um, Sydney has just introduced a two week lockdown. So yay. (laughs) Um, but Hey, um, well, we got to do what we got to do to keep um, the community safe. So we are staying safe in our own humble abodes um which is good uh but let's get started so we did a bit of an introduction on your um last couple days (laughs) day on uh but tell us a little bit more more about yourself like 
um, your background, your hobbies, who you are, what, what, are you, what are you studying? Just a quick little oh, insight to the day on world. <laughs> oh my God. I hate this question so much, but, um, <laughs> so my background is Serbian. Um, and for those who are going to look at me and be like, Whoa, wait, hold on a second. Yes. I'm full Serbian. Um, because a lot of the times I always get the question, Oh, well, you're very dark. How could you, why aren't you so white? Like the rest of them. It's just, I don't know. I, genetics. Like what can I tell you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that. Um, <clears throat> so I recently, well, I recently finished my master's about a year ago. Um, I studied a master's in public policy, um, which is kind of very niche and boring for a lot of people, I'd assume. Um, but it's something that I'm quite passionate about in general. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I studied. Um, and as for my interests and hobbies, Honestly, what can I say? I actually have lost all of them because I'm just too busy working. I have to be really honest with everyone. Like, yeah. It's so hard to keep up a life when you're working full time. That's all I can say. Yeah. No, so. we, we, I could definitely relate to that. Hey. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. All right. Yeah. Cool. We're just like, why are you laughing there? It's so suspicious. <laughs> I'm always laughing. <laughs> yeah, you are always laughing. Um, all right, let's let's get right into our um, topic for today. Um, we did have a conversation a little bit about it um, around a week ago between me and Dan at work, and I thought, hey, this this might be a great topic for um, our podcast. So, just relating more about how we were raised um, by our um, immigrant parents. I didn't actually ask the question, but um, Dayan, were your parents born here or were they born, um, in another country? So my dad was actually born overseas. Um, my mum was born here and it's kind of weird because I guess I'm in that stage where I'm like, it's almost like I'm second generation Aussie, but it doesn't really feel like that in a sense, because my parents in a lot of ways have, like they're still very tied to the community and in a way, I don't know how to explain this, but because they're so tied into the community, they still very hold a lot of those traditions very dear, the same way that a lot of immigrant parents who say only moved here 20 years ago or, you know, 10, you know, even less than that would um, today. So you, I feel like, like, for example, like a lot of your parents, when they've, they came here, you know, X amount of years ago, you guys are born here and you guys are very much like the first generation of Australia, like Australian in your family right so in a sense like with me it's kind of the same thing except my parents have been here a little bit longer which is odd you know like um but yeah it's 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 weird I, I don't know I don't know how to explain it but culturally they're still very very tied in you would think that over time they would probably lose that but no they haven't so it's interesting yeah 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 no that's really good um and that's I think with all of us where our parents were born overseas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah no, I didn't know. I didn't know that. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so in, in that case, obviously you were born here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Easy. Yeah. Um, um, so, so my next question would be um, what did your parents raise you to value in life the most, would you say? And what was something like reoccurring during childhood? Um, honestly, one, 
family is obviously a very big thing. And I think with a lot of ethnics, they probably can relate to this. It's like, no matter how bad one does, it's almost like that because they're family, that's that. There's no, that mm. you can't challenge that. Family's number one. Family's important. Um, and just because they might be a bad person, sure, you might not want to talk to them, but at the end of the day, they're still your family. And it's that constant, like, they're your family, they're your family. Like, it's that constant reiteration of those things that you kind of sit there and you think, at what point do I draw a line and be like, no, like, I don't, I don't need this, like, I don't need this person in my life. Just because they're family doesn't mean that they're good for me. Um, you know, so it's, it's very much um, one of those things. And the second thing, which I used to get, you know, like, drilled into me as a kid was, the simple respect for elders, like that was something that was heavily drilled into me. You know, you, I could not walk into someone's house without my mum asking me, did you say hello? Like, did, like, or like literally pushing me to say hello to people. And, you know, as a kid, you're <laughs> yeah. shy. You don't, you're not, you're, you're a little bit unwilling because you don't know your surroundings or you don't really know these people. And it's one of those things where, you know, you, you it's like, you have to do it because, if you don't do it, then you're going to be that child that's known as like, that's known as disrespectful. So yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's like, I don't know. It's very, very much those things that have been the cent, like at the center of a lot of that stuff. And I, as we were talking about the other day, all, a lot of it comes down to, you know, saving face within the community. So um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, that's, that, that lines up with what my, um, well, actually from our last um, podcast with our mums, um, it was the one thing that my mum always said, uh, life over in Indonesia was just based on family. Like they did everything with family together, yeah. um, no matter what, like it was always with family, whereas with here it's a lot more different than that. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll dwell into that more um, in detail in a moment. Um, yeah. But let's go straight into... Um, well, mo- most likely more for, for your dad, since your mum's was born here and she was raised here as well. Um, but if, if you could explain like any information on how your dad felt coming here, if there was like any culture shock to like the Western world, would, did he ever, um, talk about that with you? Um, so <sighs> how do I explain this? So it's funny because both of my parents actually, despite my mum being born here, my mum actually did uh, live a fair bit of her life overseas. Um, now with her, it's a little bit different because she didn't exactly live in Serbia, but she did live in Belgium for quite a long time, but spent a lot of time in Serbia as well. Um, but the thing is, is that for them, it was kind of, in, and for my, like, especially for my dad, I mean, when he moved here, he moved here when he was little and then, like kind of then actually went back over there, did a lot of his schooling over there, then came back to Australia again. Um, and I mean, there was a bit of a culture shock, I would say, but I would, he's never really kind of delved into that too much. It was, I mm-hmm. think for him, it was just one of those things where, you know, your parents just kind of force you into a situation. You have to move because, you know, they want to move and you just kind of deal with it really. Um, I think my grandparents on both sides actually you know, for them, when they moved here, they just saw everything as a, you know, it was just an opportunity to better their life. Um, not to say that their lives were bad back at home, but it was like, oh, Australia, you know, Australia's offering to 
you know, pay us to come and work because, you know, they need people who need to work here. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, the way in which my dad speaks about over there and then the way in which my dad speaks about when he was here growing up as well, and even for my mum, is very, it's, I think it's kind of unique in a way um, because they kind of see the world a little bit differently in a sense. Uh, I think my dad in particular has a lot of sympathy towards back home still. Um, mm. And, you know, he's, he feels like, you know, oh, you know, I can still live there despite me not being there for so many years. But I think the reality is as well is that he knows that how special, like how lucky he is to also kind of be here as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like he, there are trade-offs on, on either side. And I think for him, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's better over there. Sometimes it's better over here. So I don't know, but yeah, it's, uh, he's never really delved in too much into it, but yeah, I think overall, I think they've settled quite well, both of them, I would say, um, when they did move back. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, easy. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's um, uh, compared to like, for example, with my mom, she was very shocked coming here as well. So, um, but yeah, that's um, I guess they can always. It's kind of like a give and take situation. It's like what's what's good from here, or what's bad from here, versus yeah. the same thing on the the other side as well. Um, so I don't I don't know what it was like, obviously for your parents as well, um, Dan, but definitely for. Um, most of our parents from what we've talked about between each other. Um, well, especially with my parents, I don't know. It's, it's more to do with like, um, like the common, I think mainly, mostly around Asians uh, is like a stereotypical thing, but like money is such a big thing. Um, and the reason why they want us to earn so much money, um, I feel like for me is like a survival instinct in their eyes. Like, is that the same with you? and how you were raised as well? Um, it's interesting. I, how do I explain this? Like, yes and no. Um, when I say yes, there, there was always this expectation from my parents that, you know, I always had to do the best that I could. Now, this is where my experience or my lived experience kind of differs from, you know, a lot of my um you know, friends, particularly the ones that are, you know, of an Asian background where, like you said, money is at the forefront of everything. And, you know, education is also at the forefront of everything. And if you don't meet those expectations of your parents, then it's almost like, you know, you're, you've disappointed them completely. You know, you're that child that's just disappointed the whole family. But with me, it was more so the fact that my parents were kind of a little bit empathetic because they experienced that from my grandparents. So they knew what that, that, what that was like and how much, how stressful that was. So their approach with me and my brother was more, you know, do the best that you can. We don't expect you to, you know, be at the top, but we still want to see that you're doing good. And if you're not doing good, then that's when you're going to get in trouble. So Yes, in a sense, they, you know, that they really kind of did push that education aspect. Um, but money wasn't always something that was at the forefront because the way that my parents kind of raised us was, you know, those were adult issues and you, we weren't to partake in those issues because, you know, that what we did, we shouldn't be worrying about those things because we're kids. Now, 
that uh, once again, that is very like that's a very different lived experience from what I would say from you guys. You know, I think a lot of you guys, you know, that's drilled into you from a very young age, or would have been drilled into from a very young age, and probably would have been a topic that would have been discussed quite a bit um, in front of you guys. So, um, yeah, in terms of that, my experience w- was a little bit different, but. Um, you know, as I get, as, as I got older, like those conversations started to come out a bit more and, you know, you would hear, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that because, you know, you need to live and you need to like, it was, I guess the pressure did start to rise a little bit as I got older, but it wasn't immense. Uh, not in the same way as a lot of my friends who, you know, are, are of an Asian background. So, but I definitely can understand and I understand, like, I understand, like, not understand, but I empathize a lot of my Asian peers because I've literally seen so many of my friends go through it and I see the, the pressure that they receive from their parents. And honestly, it's, it's not easy. Like I think sometimes you sit, they sit there and they're just so stressed because their parents expect so much from them in a sense, just because for them, it's once again, like you said, survival, you know, they came from nothing and whatever they did have was all they had. And so for them working was, and education was the only way out to be able to make it to the end. Um, and so for their children, I think that was really like, you know, that was really important was I don't want you to struggle the same way I struggled. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we kind of have, um, like my parents may have been a little bit more stressed on it, but I think as I grew older, that kind of became less strict um, and they kind of had Mm. a bit more faith in, me being able to take care of myself um, from from then on, obviously being an adult now. Um, Oya or Mirza, do you guys have anything to say? Like, did you have like a, maybe a different experience on that? Uh, I, I can just basically say like, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Uh, in terms of how I was growing up, um, it was all about like, like survival instincts. Like um, it's all about the money, um, the best education, but, with my parents, I feel like they were quite flexible. Um, it, it's basically as long as you study, but that's what, yeah, as long as you study, sorry, as long as you study, then they, they, they're happy. That's all. Mm. Um, yeah. And as long as I'm enjoying what I'm studying, then they're happy as well. So they want, they, they also want me to, to be happy at the same time. So yes. even though they emphasize, Oh, you, you have to have a job, you need to study, get your bachelor's, get your master's. Um, at the end of the day, as long as I'm happy, then they are happy as well. Yep. Yeah. How about you? Aya? Yeah, no, I think like, I feel like we were all very similar in that aspect. We all have that same experience And I think another thing, and I I feel like I've mentioned this in a previous episode as well, it's like because we know what the condition is back at home, like back in Indonesia or wherever country you're from, where education isn't as accessible as it is here, you kind of have this feeling within yourself, like it's a waste if I don't go out here and I study and take advantage of like the blessings that we have in Australia. So, yeah, no, like same thing, like studying, get a good job because your parents have come here and hoping for a better life for your, for their kids. So, mm. yeah. And it sounds like we have it really good here as well. Cause um, like I know so many of the people that I know in my life, um, whether I, I still them still know them now or from the past, like such strict parents and they have no freedom. And just like what you were saying down, like it just leads to depression um, cause they just, they're always focused on money, money, money. 
Um, and I think for the earlier days of my high school, it was kind of like that for me. Um, and I kind of thought like, oh, well, what about what I want to do and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I bit the bullet and I just told them how, how I felt. Um, and I think when your parents really love you in a way, um, they're going to compensate for that and they're going to know like, okay, maybe, maybe we need to think of like a different way to go about it. Um, and, and, you know, make sure that my, my children are happy at the end of the day, which is, um, I think the most important thing, because if you're going to be doing something that you're not happy with, like mm. you've, who knows how long you're, you're going to live for, like you might die tomorrow, you might die in the next 50 years. Um, and doing something that you're not happy with is kind of like, Oh, whoa. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, moving on to the next question. So, so kind of going about those like traditions and like cultural expectations. Um, did you have anything like that, Dayan? That was like really like, oh my god, I can't get away from this. Like, it, I, it has to be done. I have to follow it, or like just the pressure. Um, like in terms of you know, like he's talking specifically about like education and money, or are you just talking about in general. Just, just in like what, what you found with your parents, uh, like specifically, like, for example, with, with our culture, it's all about getting married. Uh, I don't, I don't yes, know if it's the I same literally was you, about to break you that guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's the one thing I don't know what it's about. Like the, the, any migrant parent is just like, you need to get married young. Like it's not even just my parents. Like it will just be like, even customers sometimes, like if they, they're really in a deep conversation with you, they'll be like, so when are you getting married? Like, are you not married yet? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is like moving too fast, man. But yeah, like how, is that something yeah. that you struggle with as well? hundred um, <laughs> percent. So look, my parents, they don't like, they less so, they don't really, you know, they don't really have those conversations where like, Oh, you need to you like, you need to marry blah, blah, blah. Like it's not very forceful in that sense because they're quite chill in general in that sense. And thank, I thankfully have great parents, but however, outside of that, okay. Um, you know, it can be an extended family. Um, and if it's not extended family, then it's just people in the community and it starts to get pretty, uh, hectic when, you know, you're amongst all these people. And, you know, for me, I'm 26 years old, um, 27 in a couple of days. And, you know, when they hear that, (laughs) when they hear that, they just like, and you're not married, like, you know, you should have already have like two kids already. Like what's going on? Like, why aren't you married? And it's just like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, you know, you just kind of sit there and you're like, well, you know, your days aren't the same as my days. Um, you know, back then you guys could do that and, you know, it was easier for you guys to do that. But the reality is, is that it's not that easy to do that these days. I feel, I think I've said this to you at work, like Sam's like, sometimes like I'm like, I'm almost 27 years old and honestly, I still feel like a child sometimes. Like, oh my God, literally, that's me. Yeah. I I literally still feel like a child and these people want me to have my own. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I can't even take care of myself. You want me to take care of myself? (laughs) Literally. Honestly, when we go out, the three of us, like Oya's like our child and she'll be running around. (laughs) I'll be like, can you shut the fuck up? She's like, okay, I'm not going to talk anymore. This is what... (laughs) 
I yeah. find myself being the child in every social situation. So yeah, we'll you know get what? along. We'll be like brother and sister. Yeah, <laughs> live your life. Honestly, I love that for you. Just keep living your life. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, um, honestly, no, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely those cultural um, expectations and sometimes it can get a lot. Um, and usually, thankfully, my mom actually... When, when that starts to happen, they start to bombard me with all of those questions and, you know, sometimes very personal questions. Thankfully, my mum kind of just swoops in a little bit and just kind of takes the heat off me and, you know, kind of just deflects them a little bit. It's like, you know, he's still young. He doesn't need to do that. He's still got, you know, a whole, whole time ahead of him. Like, you know, it doesn't matter, blah, blah. Um, so thankfully, my mum is like really, really good like that. And, you know, neither of them kind of expect those things. But, you know, I do have family members where, you know, their parents do expect that of them and... I, it's 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 kind of shit really because it's kind of like you're being pushed into this box because they want they want to see you in a certain way or they have let, let me rephrase this but more or less like your parents essentially you know when you when you're growing up they have an idea of who they want you to be mm. and when you don't meet that or when you don't fulfill those that checklist of what they want you to be it almost kind of feels like you're a disappointment or you're, you know, you've, you know, you didn't, you didn't live up to their standards. And then you become that child that is just like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's just, he's just, he's just a loser more or less. Like it's, yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's sad, you know, it's really, really sad because that's the type of mentality that they go about it because, you know, you didn't meet your parents' expectations. And it's like, well, I don't have to, you know, I have my own life. It's a very different life that we live here compared to, you know, what you guys lived back at home. So, you know, it's yeah. Um, yeah. Just a question. Um, do you have any siblings? Because I feel like that makes also makes a difference in terms of expectations. I do. Um, so I have a younger sibling. Okay. Um, I'm the older one, mm. and that yeah. within itself, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let's just say, from a very very young age, because mm. I was older, the expectations for me were a lot different. Mm. Um. I used to hear day in, day out, well, you're the older one, so you should know better. You're the older one, so you need to do it. You're the older one, so, you know, like it just never ended. And, you know, there were times where I literally would chuck tantrums because I didn't want to do things that I felt like I didn't have to do or, you know, I and and I, I was forced to because, once again, I was the older one. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I look back in retrospect and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of thankful because it taught me a lot of life skills that, I might have not have learned along the way, but yeah, there and it's still to this day, literally still to this day, my parents will literally use that line on me and be like, Well, you're the older one, so you should know better. Like I still <laughs> cop that to this day. So oh, no. it's wow. it's never ending. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. And all of us here are not not the older children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well they're I'm they're both the youngest. Not late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're both the youngest, so they have it easy, and I'm just the forgotten child in the middle. So, um, <laughs> um, which which is weird. Yeah. Like I I actually don't get it as much from my parents about the whole marriage thing. It's more of like the aunties and uncles that are just budding yes. and going, "Hey, well, mm. when are you getting married?" And I'm like, "Well, my parents aren't asking me that question, so why do you care?" <laughs> exactly, literally. Yeah. Um, but mainly for me, it would be, and I think it's like a very Indonesian thing, maybe an Asian thing, but, um, just, just what, like your reputation, reputation and what other people care about, like what they think about you. 
and it's all about, oh, don't do this in public, don't do that. What if one of your aunties and uncles see you? Um, is that the same thing with you guys, Oya and Mirza? Uh, honestly, since I'm the youngest, not really. Oh my God. Because <laughs> uh, really, family, it does make a difference in terms of expectations and everything else. Like, um, mm. I don't really get asked often that, oh, when are you going to get married? It's mostly from like extended family or um, cousins or whatever, but not for my parents. Like, <laughs> honestly, like they don't really ask me that question that often. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just made it younger. So I feel like we just get away with everything, to be honest. Because that's the same way. That is true. Yeah. 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 No, like marriage <laughs> thing. Marriage thing is not yet me because like I still have my eldest brother who's like get married. So I have like pressure (laughs) alleviated there, but I feel like as soon as he is, it's straight away going to come to me because I'm like the only girl. So like, I know that's going to be a, you know, ordeal as well. Feels like Paul um, Derry is like your shield or something. And like when he's gone, then it's, you're exposed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But no, like every, but every, like you guys say, every um, like, you know, Indonesian thing that we have on and then you see all the aunties and uncles that's the first thing they ask you it's just like why are you not marrying yet and you're like mm. I don't know and they try to set you up try to set you up <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god oh honestly god. yeah and as we were trying to say that's like Mirza's mom right you were trying to say on the last episode yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mirza's mum is the one that goes around saying, hey, hey, you should sit next to this person, sit next to it. She would literally push you and poke you and, like, sometimes even slap you to get to get you to go to this person. And I'm like, Shanta, what's going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> funny, she's a funny I've, one. I have a question for you guys. Um, have you guys ever gotten to the point, like, to a breaking point with, like, just how, like, some of those family events or just big events in general where, like, a lot of the community is going to be there and you know what's about to go down when you get there um, and they just, like, you've just completely wanted to avoid the situation or if you have avoided it, like, ended up, you know, in any sort of disagreements with your parents about not wanting to be there and then the argument of, well, you have to be there because if you're not there, then everyone's going to, you know, think, well, where's, where's that person's child and why aren't they here? Like, do you guys ever kind of experience that or is it just kind oh, of very chill? Definitely, <clears throat> definitely for me. Um, I think growing up, I was I was like a punching bag. Everyone picked on me for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, but I, th- I, think, I think the main thing for me was just that everyone saw me differently. Um, I, like, yeah, I, just with family and, and everyone, they'll be like, oh, look, it's Samara. Let's go pick on her. Like, honestly, I got picked on from being fat. I got picked on for having a flat nose. Like that's, that's, that's what I mean with like, you know, stereotypes and um, just um, how like reputation. And I had like a very bad reputation growing up for some reason. And I'd always dread going to family events because then I'd always be asked questions and I always like hear something like a reoccurring thing that they'll always say to me. And yeah, it's, I, I think that's more like, um, yeah, but probably like early high school days. It was like my very yeah. rebellious days. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. My parents are like, you have to, you have to. Um, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> and just like on that, like I remember I've mentioned this as well before, like Indonesians have no filter so they can 
feel like they can say whatever they want to you. And then I remember saying to my parents, like, hey, I don't like how this thunder says that I'm, like, fat or whatever. And they're just like, and then they get angry at me. They're like, what do you mean? That's just how it is. You have to just take it on. And I'm just like, no, but I have feelings. But they're just like, Like, that's just how it is. You just got to have thick skin. And, you know, that's their way of showing love, apparently. But it's just Honestly, that is literally every ethnic family. It's like, (laughs) grow some thicker skin. Your emotions are irrelevant. Don't worry about your emotions. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Like it's oh, it's so it's so dismissive, but yeah. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um and I think it's just um for, like appearance-wise, it's more for the women. Like I think from for any of you guys in the audience out there who were women growing up in like the Indonesian or or any other cultural background, like a migrant background, it's just it's the 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 image that you have is just very important um um and you just have to suck it up and that was not good for my mental health growing up (laughs) um how about you marissa you're sitting you're a bit quiet there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't know like um i feel like i'm the same as well like um as well all you're saying like uh just people I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I the gathering speed goes to a bloody exorcisms, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I don't That's know if you watched gathering. that episode, Dan. <laughs> it gets taken through. I haven't watched that, but like, exorcisms. Jesus. Why? <laughs> Why is that happening? No, I, was, I was a kid, okay. To be honest, like, um, whatever my parents says, like, if I need to go to a family event, I'll just go. I, I usually don't really fight back or complain, but since I'm like grown up, there's now like, I really don't want to go because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I, I want to be independent now. It's like, I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just me. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but nowadays my parents aren't as strict anymore. Cause like at the end of the day, you're an adult, like you can't, yeah. you can't really tell you what to do. Um, and it's, I'm glad that my parents understand like, Hey, I'm an adult. I have my own choices. Like I live my own life now um yeah but it's definitely when we were growing up um that i struggled the most with that um so yeah uh let's move on from that and talk about the now like what how so speaking of like what we were saying like how like you need to grow tougher skin like um it it is what it is you got to get through it um going through with those experiences like how, how did it impact you growing up? Like, you know, we'll start off with like making friends that um, like, what kind of friends did you make that you felt like you could speak to about this, these kind of things? Like, did that impact you at all? Uh, so this is actually kind of more of an interesting question. Um, but basically growing up, I always was a little, uh, how do I say sensitive in or in many ways Mm. I would say so you know when I did experience a lot of these things and like when people would tell me to grow thicker skin I never saw the necessity in that because I was just like well I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling because of something that you did and your way to justify that is to tell me to get over it and that never sat well with me ever and um over time it's kind of weird because I kind of grew to understand, as I got older, I kind of grew to understand that, you know, these type of personalities weren't, 
like I, it's 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 weird. It depends on who who it was, but a lot of the time I could see that the intention was never to be malicious. And I think, as Oyo was saying before, it's like you know that's just their way of showing affection. And as a kid, you don't really understand that because you kind of take you know a lot of those comments for face value, and you just like, oh well, that person thinks of thinks like that about me, and you kind of get hurt from it. But as I got older, it was more or less like growing. I did grow a little bit of thicker skin and I wasn't as sensitive, but you know, there always, there's always, there was always a side to me that would get, you know, slightly offended or, uh, you know, kind of hurt by comments. Um, even honestly, I would say up until I was about at least 19, 20, um, it took me a while to really grow out of that. Uh, and to be quite frank, I think over time I've realized as well that in order to kind of reconcile a lot of the issues that I had with, you know, people within my community and their, and their mentality, I felt like I had to kind of befriend some of them in order to kind of be able to empathize with them and just kind of understand why it is that the way that they, why it is what they do, what they do. Mm -hmm. And over time, you just kind of like, well, for me, at least anyway, I kind of just figured that culturally, that is just the way that a lot of my people are. And then it's the way that a lot of them grew up. It doesn't make it right, but, and, you know, a lot of the times I do challenge those notions, but at the same time, you know, they can't help it because that's all they really actually know. You know, they're not taught to, they're not taught to challenge the status quo in, in that sense. I was always that one kid, the, you know, the black sheep that always challenged the status quo. Um, and, you know, I would cop shit for it all the time, but um yeah, they just kind of go along with it because that's just how they're raised. And, you know, over time, it, it was it required a lot of understanding from my side onto them. And then as a result, I then kind of grew thicker skin and realized, well, hey, they, you know, they think that that's fine. I may not agree, but, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really affect me. You know, I can choose to walk away and just completely ignore what it is that I don't like that they said. Um So, you know, a lot of the times these days, you know, I might go to an event of some sorts and someone may say something that kind of sounds shady um, or something that doesn't really sit well with you. And to be quite honest, it's just one of those situations where you just roll your eyes and just literally move on because there's no point in harboring any feelings towards it. There's no point in trying to challenge it because at the end of the day, they're always going to be like that. You can't change their mentality. They've grown up a very specific and certain way. And yeah, it may be unfortunate, but like, that's their reality. And my, you know, that I can't change that for them. And there's no point in trying to challenge it. I know that kind of sounds like almost like a defeatist attitude, but the thing is, is that, you know, there, you can only control so many things um, within your environment. And if that, if there's something that you can't control, then there's, for me, there's no, there's no, it's not worth stressing about it. Um, You know, it's just try to move on from it. And, you know, just try to try to see something positive, something else that's positive within your surroundings. So that's the kind of approach I've taken as I've gotten older. Um, and as a result, that has allowed me to grow thicker skin because I was a kid that was very sensitive. Like you could say something to me and I literally would cry. Um, and, you know, my mum used to have to deal with that a lot. And, you know, my mum as well got at times she would get frustrated with me and be like, it's fine. Just get over it. Like it's not serious. So, you know, I did cop a lot of that as well. but. Yeah, I don't know. That was my experience, to say the least. No, I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, again, like just being around like an environment and a family that was just so heavily focused on um, 
like I said, reputation and um, expectations and everything like that. I was, I was a very sensitive child as well. Um, and growing up with friends who we kind of like stepped, we were like stepping around like eggshells or like around each other, if you know what I mean. Like we, we never really got into fights or, or we never um, hurt each other's feelings because it was just like it was such a safe environment for me. Um, but growing out of that stage and meeting other friends that would just like, you know, uh, like dig into your soul and tell you the truth and be like, look, this is what it is. Like I'm telling you this because I care about you and you need to know about this so that you can change. And um, that opened up like a different um, part of me that was like, okay, sometimes you do have to accept criticism because when I experienced so much criticism, I wanted to shut that all out. Um, but I had to learn to be able to take it um, and listen to other people because um, sometimes people are not, not, aren't just out to get you. So some people are actually genuinely trying to give you constructive criticism on a certain situation. Um, so with the friends that I have now, those are the guys that just don't give a shit about like with your feelings. Sometimes they just want you to get better um, and they tell you the straight out truth. So, because they love you, you know, um, and, 100%. I was just going to add to that. Like, I think for me now, um, having met a lot of people who really do keep it real with me, like keep it 100, I actually appreciate it. Like, yeah, sure. When I was a kid, I hated that type of criticism because I thought everything was an attack. Um, But it really only started where I would say in my final year of high school where, you know, my best friend from high school and still is my best friend to this day, um, really, really supported me through what was a very, very extreme, extremely tough year for me. Um, Just because I had a lot of things going on at home and my education was literally just dwindling to, to the, like, it was just to the abyss. Like it was that bad. And I had a lot, I had him to thank for a lot because in a sense, you know, he, he was that person that literally gave me brutal honesty and brutal Mm. honesty to a point where I would walk away and I would literally cry but at the end of the day, I knew that he was trying to help me. He was trying to make me realize that my own actions was actually harming me further. And like to this day, I have him to thank for when it comes to, you know, things about my education. Um, you know, a lot of my other friends around me as well, like we, you know, we tell each other the absolute, like absolute truth, the way that we feel like we're very honest with one another. And I think that has really, really helped shape me to become thicker skinned as well because when someone can when 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 someone can dead set tell you something to your face and it's something that is really hard to hear but you have to cop it like it's just it's one of those things that changes you i don't know like i've gone through it countless times where i've literally had friends be like you know excuse my language but like you're like even if it's my behavior then you're being an absolute fuckwit and I don't like this, you know, and it's things like that that makes you stop and think and be like, hold on a second. Like, I, what am I doing that's affecting everyone else around me? And, you know, at that time you feel like, oh, I'm just being attacked about something that is so stupid. But when you actually kind of, you have to sit there and think, think with yourself and, think, and realize, well, hey, like, you know, these people have feelings too. And, you know, these people may not actually like this. And, you know, you kind of have to just, you know, uh, swallow it like, bite the bullet and just kind of, you know, swallow it and realize that you're in the wrong. And I think a lot of that also comes down to a matter of pride as well. But, you know, that's another topic. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
<clears throat> how about how about the rest of you guys? Have any thoughts? What was the, like original question you asked? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> because we just like went, well, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did go around. It was just like how how did your experiences um, like growing up with your family, like what we were talking about before about like. Um, uh, expectations, cultural expectations, stuff like that. Like how did it affect how we made friends? Um, mm. um, I don't know. I feel like for me, because I, like at least in high school, I didn't have a lot of people I could relate to as in like, cause there wasn't a lot of Indonesians. There wasn't a lot of Asians generally. So in terms of having the same like lived experience, it was a bit difficult to kind of, you know, have that same understanding. But I mean, Mm. no, I think, I mean, I don't know, in terms of, you know, something I was thinking about when you guys were talking was like, I think in general, I don't know if this is just my perspective. We are, at least in Australia, a little bit less upfront, especially when it comes to just like little like physical flaws, for example, right? You never would come up to someone and be like, oh my God, your acne is so bad. Um, But I feel like (laughs) Indonesians, right? It's just like, they'll say it to you straight away. So I feel like that in a way has made me more careful when talking to people or like saying something about them, like a trait or even a physical thing. I would always like have to think first or be mindful of how my words can affect others because we we all have received the other stick of that, right, of just getting all these insults thrown at us. But, yeah, I mean, I guess being more careful in how I communicate with others, um, yeah, and making sure, like, I'm always thinking about how my words can affect their feelings because that's Indonesians oh. don't care. <laughs> honestly, man, honestly. Yeah. How about you, yeah. Mirza? <laughs> I think just on the point of um, Dayon, like, just um, – just um, like being sensitive and like people telling you the honest truth about just like advice and moving forward in life. Like sometimes you need that. And um, sometimes like that, that may change your life in, in for the future. And I don't know. I was like, I'm just thinking about it, like what that, what that happened to me and me giving advice to people. And sometimes they start crying. Sometimes they are like, kind of just understand what you're coming from but some some people like i don't know like some people like when you give them advice and this they 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 think in the in the wrong way where that's like something bad and they stop being your friend like there's some people out there that are like that and it's it's good for you day like you kind of take that that advice in even though if it's if it's too harsh like it's just like you need that 100% and that's the thing and I think that's like I think and you know what this actually kind of goes back to something that I actually said to Sam a while ago um at work and I said to her you know like if you're ever if you're ever feeling annoyed or if you're angry at me or mad at me whatever like tell me because one it's accountability and two like you should be able to just tell me that tell me those things And and even if it is harsh it's better that I know because it allows me to kind of, you know, walk away and reflect on my own actions and how that may have affected her. And I think, you know, and I mean, obviously, you know, I, I assume Sam, you probably would have been like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But at the back of her head, she's like, she probably doesn't feel comfortable to do that. And that's completely okay. But mm. at the end of the day, like I, if I can afford that to someone where I, I'm telling them, I want you to be comfortable enough to be able to tell me those things, like, it's, it's basically opening that door, opening that door to be like, Hey, like 
you've done this or you've done that. Like, I'm just letting you know, can you please not do that? Or can you please not do this? And sometimes those things are required in order for you to kind of grow and learn. And that's been my whole journey. Like throughout a lot, since I've left high school is literally people telling me you need to like telling, giving me advice, giving me criticism. And sometimes you don't like it, but you have to cop it. And that's that. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, All right, cool. Um, And then since we're a little bit short on time, um, just going on that as well, um, like if if we weren't to like meet those expectations, um, just like just whether it's from you or if it's from anyone else that you watch go through this, I definitely went through this. Um, just depression um, of not meeting your parents' expectations and the pressure of that. Um, could you elaborate on that at all? Like it doesn't have to be about you. It can be about someone else that you've watched go through this experience. <clears throat> I've seen many people go through this. Um, but, I mean, I think even for me to an extent, um, you know, still to this day, there are things that I feel like I in a way you, you know what, you know what your parents want for you and what they want, you know, from you. And a lot of the times in their head, it's for what they think is in your best interest. And sometimes when you don't meet or you don't tick off every single box that they've set out for you, you kind of feel like, well, I'm disappointing them in a way. I'm not giving them what they always envisioned for me as their child, you know, and you know, there's, there's this sense of, I wouldn't say it's guilt, but there is this sense of kind of, I don't know, a little bit of sadness because I, I know that it's just not going to happen the way that they want it to. Um, and I mean, Sam can probably understand where I'm going with this. Um, but yeah, like it's just, there, there are, there are things where I look at, like I look at it and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, it's not going to be a hundred percent, but even if I can at least get to 90, then I feel like I've done as best as I could to kind of be the person that they've always wanted me to be, or, you know, to live out what they've always expected from me. So, um, mm-hmm. but in saying that, you know, that, that comes at a cost, it comes at a cost of your own um, emotional well being, And um, sometimes it's a difficult pill to swallow and yeah, but I mean, I definitely, yeah, I definitely see it around me as well all the time and it's really sad to watch. So yeah, I feel yeah. for those people. <laughs> And it's like a root of a lot of people's depression, um, I find, from my experience talking to other people as well that have gone through it. Um, but a lot of the times with um, immigrant children, um, does that make sense? Like children of immigrants? I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but like just their main happiness revolves around meeting their parents' expectations. And that's something that you really well, I found that I really needed to like get out of is it's not about that. And it's, it's all about just having that conversation with your parents where they're like, there's not much you can do other than that. um, If that makes sense. Cause with my parents, they all, they had the same problem of not communicating with me enough to give me that feedback and be like, this is what we want from you. Instead, it was just like throwing out like, Oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong well, what can I do to, to make it better? You know? Um, and it, 
wasn't really a good match with me because I was always just focusing on the negative and always asking the question like, why, why are you always disappointed in me? Blah, 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 blah. Um, but as, as I was exposed to those friends who, um, really did show me that they cared and to take that, um, constructive criticism, um, that helped me, you know, step up and be like, okay, we, we need to sit down and talk about this because I'm not happy in this, um, situation and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a fun ride to be in, but a lot of the times I found the trend, um, that, um, a lot of us go through that journey as well. Um, but yeah, um, is that the same with you guys? Um, in terms of the expectations from parents and just feeling down, I could, I, I can just remember back when I was trying to find a job back in 2014, I was jobless for like a year and I was like so depressed and sad and I felt like I wasn't meeting my parents' expectation of finding a job after high school and it was just like, I was so sad and uh, I, I came to a point where I was like, <laughs> uh, it's not really sad but it's like I came to a point where if I don't find a proper job I'm gonna apply for Maccas no hate on Maccas workers Maccas is actually a good job in terms of um, like building up your skills but like there's like a part of me where it's like I don't want them to see me working at Macca's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a sense of shame almost. I yeah, get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's just uh, like that's my expectation for my parents. Like I couldn't find a job back then, and it was like like it came to a point after a year. I was like, oh, I'm just so sad and depressed. Like I give up. So mm. yeah. <laughs> see, when I was trying to find a job, that was when my parents started to understand my feelings and be like, okay, we need to be a bit more like sensitive around her because um of the like the conversations that we've had and um I remember I got rejected from Hungry Jacks <laughs> and my mom felt so bad for me and she was just like oh like I could tell that she was just telling my family like be really careful around her and stuff like that and you know the funny thing and I'm um I don't know if I told you about this Dan but if I had been accepted to Hungry Jacks I wouldn't be working at Specsavers today because that was the <laughs> That was the last interview that I had before I got offered a job at Specsavers. So how oh, funny no. is that? Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Which hundred uh, jacks did you apply at? Um, I think it was Green Valley or Hoxton Park or somewhere around that area. Um, Interesting. It, was, it was the one, I don't know if you guys know, but when you when you drive on Cap, like down Capasha Road towards Weatherall Park, there's one that you drive... Um, that that meets up that's on Hoxham Park Road. If you keep going, yeah, the one on the corner. Yeah, is that one? <clears throat> but then there's another one that's next to the um, like a petrol station. It's that one. As Green well. Valley. Green yeah, Valley. it's the Green Valley one. It's the Green Green yeah. Valley one. Yeah. It's like shit. I got rejected <laughs> from a fucking fast food restaurant, <laughs> and I was so depressed after that. Oh my god! And and it was it was it didn't even take much to like get me in that state because even my parents yeah. didn't even say anything bad about it. They were they were really supportive at that stage, um, but because in my mind it was like, oh my god, I'm not getting a job. This is what my parents want me to do. Like I I put myself into that like whirlpool of um, thoughts, which is not good. Um, yeah. yeah. How about you, Aya? 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I can, you guys know, I was in a rut of like joblessness also. So yeah, I mean, graduating uni, you already have that internalized like pressure on yourself. Like, I need to find a job now that I've got a degree. And then obviously you already know your parents are like waiting for that too. Um, but yeah, and I just think this is another whole topic on its in itself, but just like how, and it's been discussed, I feel like a lot lately because mental health has become such a um, important issue lately, but it's just ethnic parents not really understanding depression, right? Or it's just like, because it makes me wonder when they were feeling sad, what did they think they were experiencing? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like, I don't know. It makes me wonder. I mean, I guess it's just the way that they were brought up as well, but yeah. I, don't I think know. it's that, yeah. uh, on to your point, Oya, I think it's that mentality yeah. of, you know, when your parents tell you, just get over it, like everything's going to be fine. Right. And like, it's that very dismissive type of, uh, behavior that goes on and it just keeps getting passed down and when you don't know any better then you just mm. kind of follow the same logic like oh i'm feeling sad why am i feeling sad oh if it's not important just get over it like yeah. that's kind of the mentality that they use and that's why when we feel the way that we do we know that like we're sad and we know mm. that it's related to all these problems but in their heads it's like we'll just get over it like it doesn't matter yeah. um but yeah and that's where that misunderstanding i think with a lot of parents and their children comes from so yeah, 100%. And I feel like it's the, like, the not wanting to show affection in that way. Like, it's like they don't want to know what's going in, in your head or in your heart. It's just like, yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, and we'll, we'll end it on one quick thing since, again, we're running sh- short on time. <laughs> what, what would be the one thing that stuck with you the most that you've learned from your upbringing, like one positive thing? Ooh, um, one positive thing. Um, honestly, just, it's weird to say, but like, you know, that the constant when your parents like, you know, respecting your elders and stuff like that, it's that mentality, but applying it across the board. Um, Mm. it's the just basic respect for people in general. Um, Mm. you know, like, it's funny because like, I can go to anyone, like any friend's house and like, I'm always the first person to be like, where are your parents? Let me say hello. Let me like yeah. introduce myself. Um, and even if I, you know, it, even if I'm not that close, to, like close to that person, I will still do those things because it's become so ingrained in me. And it's, and I think it's a positive thing because at the end of the day, like that is going, I mean, it kind of feeds into your, the, your parents' mentality, but to me, it's a good reflection on that person. It's like, they're going out of their way to, you know, like I guess, you know, do the right thing by um, everyone else around them. It's just for me, I just look at it as a basic respect for everyone that's around you. If someone has opened their doors for you, you know, you have to give that respect back to them. Um, and I think it's just, a, I think for me, it's one of those things that just always stuck with me. Um, you know, I've never, as a child, like I'm never really, or even growing up, I was never really known as one of those disrespectful kids. Um, because it was just something that was so ingrained in me and I've always kind of looked at it as a very positive thing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's been for me at least anyway, so. Yep, um, yep. and I can agree with that with you um, mm-hmm. in terms of just family, um, just growing up, uh, and it took a while to understand how important my family was to me, um, no matter what happens. Is like what you were talking about even at the start of um, this episode, um, and that's one thing that stuck with me the most. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. How about you guys? I could say um, just like being uh, like um, appreciating for them to move to move into Australia and then giving me this life in the first place. Like imagine just living like for me, like they they didn't move to Australia at all. They they stayed in Indonesia, and I would have a completely different life. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, Imagine Riza talking in Bahasa. So I am thankful and I, I, I do appreciate um, everything they've done for me. So that's, that's one that will, like, will be stuck for me. Mm. And always? Um, can I just hijack all of yours? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally take all of yours. Like, yeah, family value, respect to elders, just having, like, decent manners, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, being appreciative. I don't know. I feel like maybe, like, um, being disciplined and just work ethic, like, knowing just, you know, like, how to be yeah. as, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to word it, but, yeah. yeah. No, I definitely agree with that because when I'm at work, I always have my dad in the back of my mind saying, like, put mm. 110% into it because that was something that he drilled into me. He's like, wherever you yeah. are, especially in a work environment, you need people to, uh, you need to prove to people that they can rely on you. Like that's his yeah. number one thing in life. Like his dream for me was always to own a business. That's always the only thing that he'd, he'd wish for me to do. Um, and he'd always say, you, you want to, I, I want you to work as hard as you can for people to respect you so that they can depend on you if they have problems. And that's, I, I like, even as a child, I remember being in primary school and I'm like, all right, dad. Um, but it's always stuck with me. It's always stuck with me. And whenever I'm at work, I'm always giving like the most that I can put into it. And it's, it's just like a natural thing now. I don't know. And as someone who works with Sam, I have to say your dad did a great job. Like, <laughs> straight up, can I just say, everyone, if you can depend on anyone, you can depend on Sam, okay? Like, she Aww, just... Ta- she just I'm being serious. Like, <laughs> I think ever since I've started, you've just been, honestly, a great support network. And I mean, we even had our little meeting um, recently as well where I even spoke about that. Um, but, yeah, it's... you you are someone who is highly dependable. Like you, sorry, anyone can really like depend on you. Um, and I think you've really shown that to a lot of people. I think a lot of people know that they can depend on you and you, I think I highly respect that. I was going to say, speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking, Sam. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) This episode is supposed to be about you, Dan. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, but Hey, like, like you said, I thank my family for that. Um, cause that's just yeah. something that they've always ingrained in my, in my brain. Um, so yeah. Um, thank you to all the parents out there or to all the parents that are watching. Shout out. Um, shout out to the parents. So that's one thing that we always do in our podcast is shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, definitely like uh, even from all the hardships that we've had growing up, um, uh, in the, like the stereotypical way of just being in a really strict environment when it comes to like immigrant parents. Um, yeah, like as you can see from us, it's always something to learn from a hard um, experience. Um, so mm. one final question, and it's the most important question of all, Dayan. After all this, yes. are you chat? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm... No, I'm not chat. Like, why am I chat? <laughs> 
<laughs> if I have to be for you, I will be. But yo, there you go. That's chat. what we like to hear. This is your. You're in the chat fam right now, so it's it's automatically a chat stamp for you. You know. Um, Thank you. Chat approved. Chat <laughs> approved. You. That's that's a good thing in this um, uh, podcast. Maybe not in the outside world, but in this podcast. Yeah. Yes. It's thank you so much guys thank you for having me on today <laughs> thanks thank so, you much. so much um just before we go we're going to end it with an indo word of the day uh now just a quick little rundown like you've watched our episodes like mirza's horrible with his bahasa um which is Indonesian, um, language. Yeah. So, mirza, what is the indo word of the day so we've been using this word often in this episode so expectation oh my oh, god the- <laughs> wow all right now that's one oh thing that my i God. need to learn <laughs> freaking hell yeah, I what the hell we use that word so often in this episode so expectation <laughs> okay um dayan in um what, what what language do you speak again what's 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 i the speak language? serbian serbian so it's in ser- serbian do you have any idea what he's it is looking it up <laughs> he's, he's looking it up i honestly am about to look it up because <laughs> i feel like i know but I just need to double check it, okay? Hold on a second. Well, well, I'm going to start off with the Indonesian. Okay, yeah, let's yes. be Indonesian. And I've heard my mum say this multiple times, and I'll be sitting there, like, during her lectures, being like, what is this chick talking about? Um, but it's harapan. <coughs> oh. Harapan. You heard of that word? You've, you've, sounds yeah, like harahap. Harapan. Yeah, it sounds like harahap. <laughs> Literally. Oh <my> <laughs> You're an expectation in yourself. I'm an mate. expectation, yeah, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Shankle, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it does sound like my last name. I'm gonna say that to my mum next time. That's gonna be like, it's not harapan, it's harahap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so expectation. Yeah. expectation. <laughs> oh my god. How about how What's about you? Um, so in Serbian, it's ochekivanya. Whoa, Which, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you say that um, again? Ochekivanya. Ochekivanya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're close. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. Easy. Ochekivanya. That would be your yeah. last name. Down Ochekivanya. <laughs> um, I'm so lame, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm like my dad sometimes with his dad jokes. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> if any of you go to Serbia or if any of you go to Indonesia, then you'll know. Um, <laughs> just shout out the word out in the street and see what you're like. What the fuck? <laughs> you might sound, a lo- sound like a lunatic, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine because your chat approved anyway. So exactly. if they ever yeah. ask, then show them this uh, this episode, and then there you go. All right. Yeah. Um, but. Honestly, thank you so much, Dayan. Uh, Dayan, it's been a real pre- pleasure. Oh, my God, I can't talk. <laughs> a real pleasure having you on this episode. Um, and thank we you. really, really appreciate your input and your, the time that you've taken to be here today. Um, oh, how, how are you feeling right now? Honestly, I'm feeling fine. Like, I've had so much fun, like literally had so much fun. So thank you for having me on here. Yes, definitely. Perfect. And as as would like love to do it again. Saying, yes, yeah. Um, when lockdown is over, we'll have a little feed, um, hopefully. Um, yeah. Just depending on how how quickly this lockdown will be over, but hopefully <laughs> it will be hopefully over in two soon. weeks. Yes, fingers yes. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so so much, Dayan. Um, to everyone else out there, please stay safe, be responsible, stay at home, don't do anything mm. silly. 
um because we want this all to be over as soon as possible and we know that you guys do too but um the only way we can do it is to stay safe um so for those of you on youtube please don't forget to subscribe like or comment or share as well um and then um yeah share us on uh spotify um google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts, all of our um podcasting platforms um and again my name is sam Misa. I'm Oya. and Dion. Yay! <laughs> thanks Dion. see you later guys Thank thanks you. for watching and listening bye, bye. bye.